Welcome. I'm Katherine Damon, and I'm a licensed professional counselor. And I'm Julie Maxey, and I'm a licensed attorney. And, and together, together we are, we are the, counselors. the counselors. Damn it. Hello. 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 Oh. Yeah, thank you. You just like remixed it. You flipped it and reversed it. <laughs> hey. Happy New Year! Oh my gosh, we made it. We made it, somehow. I thought everything was going to explode like it was supposed to in Y2K. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, a letdown. Like <laughs> Another disappointing New Year's where yeah. everything didn't just fall apart. Yeah. So, I guess we have the rest of the year for that. <sighs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I haven't looked at the president's tweets today, but I'm sure. I refuse to follow him on. I've blocked him. <laughs> I just uh-huh. want I just want him to know <laughs> things I never thought I would have to say in my entire life. Things that wouldn't even make sense if I said them like 15 years ago. I had to block the president's tweets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what is that? <laughs> Uh, I couldn't even explain it to my teenage self if I tried. Mm-mm. Oh, um, I'm talking on the phone, so Kona thinks I'm talking to him. So he came to, he came to say, "Oh, yeah, you're breathing really heavy." I can hear it. <laughs> Our listeners do not want to hear that. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Well, if you hear anything on the background on this end, it's because someone's popping fireworks on this, uh, not on New Year's Eve, but on. New Year's Day night, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. that means. New, Year, popping, New Year's night. New Year's night. They're popping fireworks, and he doesn't care for them. But I did get him a Thunder shirt yesterday. Oh, how's it going? And I think I think it's helping. He doesn't okay, mind good. it. Good. He's not, like, losing his mind, but he, he did wander in here earlier and was, like, kind of. He was, like, mother. Under his breath. Mother, please help. <laughs> I felt bad kind of yesterday because uh, we were gone most of the evening, but I made sure to leave the Thunder shirt on him. And then we were playing White Noise. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Through like Alexa. Yeah. And uh, so hopefully that got him through. He didn't seem too traumatized when we got home. <laughs> Good. You know what you'll need to get is that new like dog camera. That you like can like talk, you can like watch your dogs on camera and then you can talk to them. My, did oh, you hear hi. <laughs> Mark, it's okay. It's okay. You're safe. Um, oh, he got in here somehow. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, it's just like that video of that. Remember Coco. that man who was on um, the news and all of a sudden his daughter came trotting in. <laughs> yeah. With his wife. And then his, and then his, like, his toddler was, like, in one of those little wheelie chairs and, like, came in and the wife, like, (laughs) dove in to, like, get the kid. Yeah, that was a good one. That was one of my favorites. Somebody, uh, I saw somebody last week saying that that was their, like, news clip of the decade. Mm -hmm. I support that. Yeah. I absolutely support that. Did you do anything fun for New Year's Eve? For the New Year's? Um... Mm -hmm. 
we went to Ashlyn's, um, like, supervisor. I don't know what they call him in the military, but her, like, person she works with. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, like, the person who runs her clinic that she works in. Um, but we went to her house, and um, some of the other folks that they're friends with were there. Cool. So... Um, we hung out and we ate and, um, I, at 35, I'm still learning new drinking games. So that's, that's a real blessing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it actually was actually very fun. And then at the point of the night where everyone was like, where multiple people were like, had too much we were like and this is when we exit uh-huh <laughs> but but when Ashlyn asked if um if we were going to or if I wanted to go over there for New Year's a few days ago my first question was do we have to stay until midnight you're old because things we say now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um I'm proud to say we did not make it to midnight central time I did not, at least. <laughs> we saw the ball drop on the East Coast, and then um, it was pretty much bedtime. That's enough. So, yeah, how was your, how was your holiday? It was good. New Year's Eve. My New Year's Eve was good. We um, God, I saw that we were... very cute picture of y'all. Thank you. Yeah, we went to uh, a bar here in Beaumont. Which one? That, uh, it's called Rumors. It's, okay. the gay, it's the gay bar here. Okay. And I love that Beaumont has a gay bar. It's it's actually like really well done. Because um, it used to be something called something else and it was like real. Well, it shut down. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> Nobody <you>. went. Uh, <laughs> so, no, but this year was cool. They had, because you can like um, rent a table around the stage. Rent. Ooh, uh, you, rented a, a you rented a table. <laughs> Did you sign a lease? <laughs> Uh, reserve a table <laughs> and it had like a a buck an ice bucket with a bottle of champagne and snacks and party favors and um balloons and all that stuff and then they had a bunch of performers and my favorite drag queen was there yes so who's your favorite uh, drag queen her name is athena sapphire oh that's a good name yeah and she's based in houston but uh they bring a lot of like houston people over mm-hmm. and so she's been here a few times nice. and so i follow her on social media and all that because you know i'm a fan yeah well before the the show started mm-hmm. i look over to my left and there's a guy on a cell phone like taking a picture of us and my face must have been like what are you doing <laughs> was it I the paparazzi yeah so uh, I couldn't tell. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was taking a picture of himself, mm-hmm. a picture of us. And I think he was taking a picture of us. He came over and was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out this camera." Um, and it was Athena Sapphire's boyfriend. <gasps> yeah. So we made friends with him, oh and gosh. then he, so we had a table for f- the the tables are for four people, but. Um, like one of my friends got um was sick and so they didn't end up coming out okay. so we had empty seat at our table 
And he came and sat with us and we made friends with him. (gasps) That is so exciting. Yes. It was so fun. You're like, you're like inches away from being like famous. Yeah. So that's how it feels at least. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He's really nice. He's an engineer. Of course. Yeah. I mean, all the best are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of engineers. How's my dad? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is he saving the day? He's great. Um, They're still waiting to confirm if he will be saving the day or not. Um, But we actually had, so I can't remember how much I told you of this. Um, So I got this new job in um, the Chicago area. Right. Congratulations. Thank you. And so I was like freaking out because I, we needed to like clear out the house in Columbia and like pack everything up and put it in storage. And my parents like offered to come help me move everything, which I really appreciated because otherwise I would have been a mess. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we planned it and I had like some stuff that I hadn't unpacked from like when I first moved in because <laughs> yeah. I like was not like, this is my home now. I was like, this is, you know, where I'm staying. Temporary. Yeah. <laughs> and I packed some things up and I'd moved quite a bit up um in the past few months but we packed and put everything in storage and did everything in less than 24 hours nice and it was a real blessing and my parents really came through and they're the best for yeah yeah Uh, lucian dean thanks i'm sure they listen so thank you (laughs) (laughs) um but it was really it was nice that they offered to help and and that really took a lot of pressure off ashlyn and i and so now most everything's done there and um yeah now I'm back in Chicago's with my baby. Um and we're just that. waiting to hear if my dad's going to save Southeast Texas. <laughs> we need him because stuff can't be blowing up here. Yeah. Things need to stop blowing up and I feel if yeah. anyone's up for that job it's my dad to make things stop. He's going to know. He knows how to yep. not blow things up. So <laughs> um, grateful for him. Yes. Yeah. Um so we've had a bit of feedback from our listeners. Would you like to hear it? Mm-hmm. Okay, first yes. of all, we have our first like you know how we've gotten some like star reviews on iTunes? Yeah. Now we have a full written out review. Really? From um, do you remember Amanda, who was in my master's program? Yes. Was she kind of tall? No. No. <laughs> she was married and had two kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Um, she left us a written review. And she also, you know, because we're eventually going to have counselor guests on the counselors. Absolutely. She messaged me and she said, you know, I'm a counselor, so I can be a guest. <laughs> and I said, well, qualified. I, I said, well, what do you want to talk about? And she said, either serial killers or the Enneagram, mm. which I think are equally important topics <laughs> to get into. Uh, I don't uh I, I would be down for either of those. But the Enneagram, see, I never even knew how you pronounce it. Like, I don't know very much about that. Yeah. But I have, I've read a little bit. Um, I've heard it described as um, astrology for um, white church ladies, <laughs> which I love. Um, 
I've taken the test. I don't understand. I don't, I've never like looked into it enough to understand it, but I have um, one of my students this past semester would always like explain everyone as like their Enneagram number. She'd be like, oh yeah, you're doing that. Cause you're like, you're like a four. And I'm like, okay. I don't know what that means. I'd be, I'd be like a four out of what? <laughs> it's eight. There's eight numbers. Wow. That's kind of insulting. Why? No, not like, wanna... it's not a rating system. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but every time she'd be like, oh, that's because you're a two. I always hear like, oh, that's because you're a Scorpio. <laughs> so I feel like they're equally valid. I don't know. Yeah. I've actually been wanting to learn more about astrology lately. Really? Because, well, I heard... So I got my numerology done a while back, which was, like, dead-on accurate. Really? Like, um, Jen and I both did it, and the woman was, like, telling us all the information, and we were staring at her with, like, blank faces. And at one point, because, you know, you don't want to, like, give feedback, because if you, like, like, give any indication of something, they'll be like, you know, that's how they con you. They're like, oh, yeah. do you know anyone with a name that starts with the letter J? And you're like, oh, my gosh, yes. And, like, <laughs> okay. Like, who doesn't? You're right. Um, you know, my, best, you know my best friend, Jerome, <laughs> for everyone who's familiar. Um, but anyway, so we didn't give like any, and at one point she was like, so does any of this sound accurate to y'all? And we were like, oh yes, this is all 100% correct. Like this is, this is witchcraft. What are you doing? <laughs> and so ever since then, I've been wanting to like get more into like understanding all of that and apparently there's more to astrology than just like you're a Scorpio there's like where the planets were and like what time you were born and like the rising sun and and then there's like different houses of yes stuff yeah I don't yes and I heard a podcast this past week that like was a woman who wrote a book about it and was like getting more into the details of it and I was like oh this like sounds more interesting than just like you're a cancer. Okay. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I, so like, I feel like I, cause I'm an Aries, but I feel like maybe that's I'm not something a Aries. Aries would say. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're supposed to be like leaders, which like checks out. And then, um, we're supposed to be, or I mean, I say leaders, like we're power hungry, which checks out. And, (laughs) and then, uh, I'm supposed to be real impulsive, which I don't, I'm pretty like routine oriented. So I don't think it's a hundred percent for me, but I'm also like almost on the cusp of Taurus. So, Oh, see, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you're right on the line Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, and and then you have to go and co-star and you have to like see like what you're rising and your setting and your birth time and all that stuff is. Yeah. Cause apparently my other two ones are both cancer and someone was like, Oh, you're like really emotional. Aren't you? And I was like, yes. And (laughs) so (laughs) you have a lot of empathy. Uh, yeah. So every time I hear something that's right, it makes me want to like learn about it more. That's interesting. Yeah. So, like, maybe I'll learn more and I'll do that as a topic sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Also, um, Kim asked if we were still, if we'd done any more looking into 
our plant-based diet or done any follow through, which if you know me, I'm a Scorpio, so I don't follow through. (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't know if that's right. Um, But no, I haven't done anything else on my plant-based eating. However, I now am up to my gills in um, air fryers. Yeah, we have one too. Yeah. And so, and the Ninja Foodie. So, um, if is you, that the blender? No, that's the, that's the one that's like the pressure cooker and the air fryer. Oh, like the instant pot. Yeah. 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 And so I've been trying to like read the directions and I can like pressure cook stuff. Like I can make like rice and like chicken and then I can like throw in my vegetables and then I can air fry that. And what? Yeah. It's like a whole nother level. So new year, new diet. No, I don't want to say diet. Better eating. Lifestyle habits. change. Oh, yeah. Does that mean, wait, does that mean I'm not gay anymore? <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Ashlyn. <laughs> I won't. I'll see how long it takes her to catch on. Uh, <laughs> but we are trying to, like, we're going to try to, like, improve our eating. Because I kind of had, like, a meltdown today about I felt gross. Yeah, I've eaten a really crappy over the past couple weeks because it's just a good excuse over the holidays to like have yeah. whatever I want. It's like Thanksgiving to like New Year's Day. It's like yeah. I'm gonna be gross. Yeah. So I've probably uh, put some weight back on that I had lost, but uh, so like me and Melissa have done Weight Watchers since the summer, sometime. Okay. Maybe like June. Yeah. And um. So I've lost, um, I mean, a pretty decent chunk of weight yeah. and I'm sure I've, I've put some back on, but that's okay. Cause we're just going to jump right back on. Yeah. Get, get back on the train. Focus. Yes. Stick to the plan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not like worried about, um, like how much I weigh. I don't like step on a scale, but I just want to like feel better. That's my thing. Yeah. So I know, like, incorporating a lot more of those pieces of, like, more plant-based foods and more clean eating will get me there. But I'm just, like, not one of those people where I can be, like, okay, we eat plant. Like, my sister-in-law's like that. She's like, okay, we're eating plant-based now. Like, that's our whole world. And I'm like, oh, gosh, that's so drastic. But Yeah, that's a lot all at one time. I think I'm, I'm still, like, going back and forth about what I want to do. I think I'm still doing research and stuff. And... Um, but for now I've decided that this first quarter of the year, I'm going to phase out. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And then see, oh, I'm going to phase out red meat the first three months. Oh, there you go. I missed the three months part. You kind of cut out. Yeah. Sorry. I got a phone call. Oh, was it this, a Senator? Yeah, I just uh, declined Liz Warren's. Uh, oh my phone gosh! Call. If you, if you did, I would be so mad at you. There's zero percent chance that I would decline that phone call. I've started answering. <laughs> I've started answering calls from numbers I don't know, just because it could be her. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, because I get those emails and it's like she's gonna call twenty people tonight. You so you better like donate and i'm like oh man okay <laughs> you do got you, me do you donate sometimes if i can afford it i, I will 
I've been doing a monthly donation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when she sends those emails, I always tell them like, yeah, you already have my monthly donation. Like I can't, I can't <laughs> spare anymore. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not Michael Bloomberg. I can't just give you millions of dollars. Right. And you know, we're all millennials that yes. uh, have lower wages than generations past. Speaking yes. of oh millennials. Gosh, that was so good. Are we just going to dive right. right in? We could. Okay. Well, should we like give like, okay. That's our break music for the, for the episode. <laughs> People really enjoy the break music. So I just want to give them what they're coming for. All right. Yeah. I'm down for it. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. So lately I've been thinking a lot about, you know, who millennials are, right? Because you and me are both millennials. We are. And, you know, we come from boomer parents. We do. Lately, okay, boomer has been the saying of the last part of the year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, as, as millennials, there's this reputation that, they're lazy and entitled and they kill all these industries. <laughs> we are killing all the industries. Mm-hmm. The napkin industry. Yeah. The diamond the, industry. The diamond industry. The casual dining. Mm-hmm. We're killing uh, Applebee's. Yeah. Uh, there's not an Applebee's here anymore. I know that. Oh, you killed it. Yeah. That wow. like TJI Fridays, all those. Oh, Bennigan's. Oh man. Yeah. Bennigan's. Remember in college when I was obsessed with going to Bennigan's for my birthday? Yes. That was a weird phase. <laughs> I didn't hate it though. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my worst. What else? Are- <laughs> yeah. There have been there have been stranger phases, all right. It's true. That'll be my topic <laughs> next week. What's the worst? What's the worst Catherine phase? Listeners, please call in. <laughs> Tell us what my worst phase has been. Oh, boy. <laughs> Drag me. I've Go got ahead. some stories, but I'll keep them for next week. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so it a lot of criticism comes from, you know, boomers, right? And specifically when I talk about boomers... I'm not talking about every single baby boomer that yeah. is in that generation, right? Hashtag I'm talking... not all baby boomers. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm talking about the ones that kind of like refuse to take ownership for their part in in the way the world is now. Yeah. And I think that's what like okay boomer is like encompassing. It's like that attitude. Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of times people will say, okay, boomer, and then someone's like, I'm not a boomer. And it's like, no, but, like, the attitude that you have right now of just, like, being above it all and also, like, crapping on this generation. Yeah. Yeah. And making, like, a lot of assumptions that, you know, our experience is the same as yours, that um, we had the same advantages that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things that, like, just if you look at the facts are not true. And, man, I get I get pretty heated sometimes about it. You sound heated. 
Um, <laughs> I was having a conversation with a coworker on, uh, man, my days are all mixed up. Yeah, days, days haven't, know days days haven't week is. for like the last two weeks. We've also <laughs> killed this. Millennials are killing days of the week. <laughs> it's just like one continuous stream mm-hmm. of time now. Yeah, Sorry, we've done guys. the same thing to days that we did to gender identity. We just turned it all into a spectrum. Nobody knows up from down. <laughs> Sorry. Accept it. <laughs> um, so we, we got on the subject of, uh, you know, kind of this idea that we were raised as millennials by were you speak boomers. you were speaking with a millennial in this conversation i was she's a little younger okay. than us but still okay. a millennial because i think we kind of fall right in the middle we're like well depending on who you ask um because some people say like 1980 and some say like 82 but we're like mm. yeah kind of like close to the top middle yeah 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 mm-hmm. um so she's a little bit She's probably four years younger mm-hmm. than me. So late, late 20s, maybe 28, mm-hmm. 29. And we both have fathers that are very hard workers and love their work. And dare I say, like, have some workaholic tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not alone in being raised in this way of, um, it's a good thing that I've, I've seen that work ethic. Mm-hmm. But also, it basically being taught that, like, you need to be working all the time. Right. And if you work hard, you're going to find success. Mm-hmm. Only to find out as an adult that that's not necessarily true. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, our topic earlier. And there's so much incorporated with, like, the generations and, like, millennials being lazy and all this stuff. And how much it's tied into just like capitalism and Mm -hmm. you know just all the gross parts of that like I was even thinking today like I'm excited about this job and I'll be making a little bit more and like that makes me feel more successful and I like that feels gross to me because like I don't want just that to be like the defining thing and I get Mm -hmm. mad at myself for like why wasn't I working like looking back on some of my phases of life and being like, why wasn't I working 24 hours a day then? Like I could have been like, why wasn't I? Yeah. And that, and that's essentially the heart of it. Like we are taught that you need to be working all the time. And then if you're not, you need to feel guilty that you Mm -hmm. weren't. And breaking away from that mindset for us is almost, I mean, we were raised since basically like early childhood, to feel that way yes <laughs> i was told like all growing up like make sure you get a marketable degree that was like mm-hmm. the thing in our household and then i thought i was getting a marketable degree and then <laughs> and then i worked all the time like after my master's degree i worked all the time and i still didn't have any multiple yes. jobs and i had like three jobs most of the time that i lived in virginia beach and mm-hmm. i still like wasn't really making ends meet because yeah it didn't matter it was not it was not per se marketable and i mean you know 
my undergrad degrees in history, like, <laughs> but I knew, I basically knew going in that I was going to get an advanced degree. Yeah. And, you know, for me growing up, if I would have told my parents that I wasn't, that I didn't want to go to college, oh like they would have just laughed because it would have yeah. been a joke. <laughs> like I was never given an yeah. option. I wanted to um, drop out after my and- freshman year because of like everything that was going on in my life. And I was like, Oh, I can't, Mm -hmm. that's absolutely not, that's not even an option because yeah. Like my, my parents would have like lost their minds. And, and that probably is not true for, you know, that's not everybody's experience specifically for us. We had college educated parents, right? But also our generation as a whole has been, sold this idea that like you're gonna yeah. need a degree that's to get been the anywhere. message like get your degree and no matter what get your degree okay so you take out student loans mm-hmm. to pay for your degree and then oh your bachelor's doesn't mean anything now so go get a master's oh and now you've graduated yeah. with your master's and we just had a recession <laughs> <laughs> so the 150k in student loans you took out that you thought you'd be able to pay back with this job. Yeah, sorry, that job's yeah, not that around job anymore. That job now pays 30,000 a year. <laughs> God. And you know, who can live off that and like have any semblance of an enjoyable life? I mean, really because you're if you're making $30,000, I don't care where you live in the cheapest place. Yeah. You know, you're still barely going to be able to make yeah. ends meet, especially, I mean, if you have kids, like, right. Cause how? you and I are coming from like a very <laughs> privileged perspective where like we had a lot of support from our parents. So a lot of people go to college, right. They don't have any family support or they're actually supporting their family, whether it be their yeah. parents, whether it be their kids, whether it be their siblings, and, like, we had an idea, like, our parents educated us on, like, kind of how college life works. And a lot of people don't have that. They're just, like, the message is I have to yeah. go to college. So, no matter what, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I I have some friends that come from quite a different background from me. And, you know, they didn't even, nobody in their family had gone to college mm-hmm. before. And they didn't even know how to approach like applying to a university Mm -hmm. and filling out because nobody taught them how to do it. Yeah. Um, And that was definitely like a privilege that you and I both had. I mean, I went to a, a private school, which like obviously is a privilege in itself and literally a hundred percent, of my class which was not a bit very big class don't get me wrong but like 100 percent of my class went to college Mm -hmm. like there was nobody that didn't it just wasn't even a thing yeah (laughs) yeah and I was trying to find the stat earlier of how many because I saw it a while back it was like how many jobs you know in this in the country require a bachelor's degree Mm. And a lot of the stuff that I found when I was doing my quick little Google search (laughs) um, 
was like a lot of jobs that say they require a bachelor's degree. Like you don't actually need a bachelor's degree. That's just like how companies are hardwired. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to say it was like 70% or something. Yeah. That, that matches up with what I read about three quarters of jobs require a bachelor's degree. And if you, if you compare that to what the percentage of jobs that required a bachelor's degree when our parents were graduating from college mm-hmm. is triple the amount. Wow. And the wages so, are still the exact about, same. Right. I was actually looking at um, like the history of minimum wage increases. Mm-hmm. Well, really what, what started me out was kind of the price of a degree. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were sold this idea that we needed to get a degree, if not more than one. And then over time, like the boomer generation has raised the cost of getting that degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, exponentially. Yeah. So back when our parents were in college, it cost about $7,000 a year to go to a state university. Mm-hmm. And now the average is anywhere between twenty-five to forty thousand dollars a year for a state public university. That's nuts. Yeah, so that is at minimum a three hundred and fifty percent increase mm-hmm. in the cost. Yeah. And that is what the boomers did to the price of education. <laughs> and so ha- it would be one thing if wages kept up right. with that. But they haven't. So I looked at that from 1966 to 1981. There were nine increases in the minimum mm-hmm. wage. And so nine increases over like 15 years, I think mm-hmm. that was. So that is um, an increase every like one to two years. Well, from 1982 to today mm-hmm. there have been seven increases in the minimum wage wow. over 37 years wow which means every about six years there's been a raise and when was the last one though uh several years ago like 2014 or yeah. something and that was when it got to seven 725 an hour and that's where it sits still hmm. which is impossible right when so when it first started do you have the number I, you probably I don't know if you have this but like compared to like cost of living and inflation how does that 725 compare to when minimum wage started so I don't have that number i have seen in the past how that relates to housing costs which you know okay so the minimum wage back in 1966 was a dollar 25 an hour which to us is like how like that how is that even Mm -hmm. possible but back then like you're saying it okay it only cost seven thousand dollars a year to go to college and housing, you could get a decent home for 
let me actually pull it up because I don't want to say a wrong number. Yeah, we don't want to get sued. Do we want to look at like an actual home or just housing? Like a home. I mean, not that we can afford homes. <laughs> not that millennials can buy houses. Actually, yeah. So I actually own a house, yeah, oh, yeah, and I'll say do. that. But I would not have been able to were it not for my parents helping me. Right. Um, otherwise, my my debt to income ratio is not enough because I have one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in student mm-hmm. loans. It doesn't matter if I didn't have any other debt. Right. It's still, that's still too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. The median. Okay. In 1960, mm-hmm. the median home value was $11,900. Oh, sorry, how much? <laughs> $11,900, which is equivalent to $98,000 today. Okay. And in 2000, which is still 20 years ago, the average home was $170,000. And in those last 20 years, the median value has jumped to $210,000. So over the past 20 years, the median values has gone up $40,000. Wow. It's wild. It's... I was listening to, um, I think it was on, it was on NPR and it was, um, they were talking about the minimum wage and what it should be if it matched like inflation and if it matched like GDP. And there was another mm-hmm. indicator that they used and they said, if it matched the growth of um, just with inflation, it should be $19. Yeah. I have no doubt that that's correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just looking at the percentage of this federal minimum wage. So in the 15 years, 66 to 81, there was a 268% increase over 15 years. Okay, more than double that, 82 to today, mm-hmm. 37 years, there's only a 216% increase. Mm-hmm. So during the time that boomers were getting into their careers, graduating from college, all those things, I mean, probably most of these people that are college graduates weren't working minimum wage uh, once they got into the job market, but still, like, that amount in their prime working years was growing, growing, growing. Right. And then we come into the picture and it's like been stagnant Yeah. throughout our whole life. It didn't get, oh, you know, in the last time it was raised, I just remember this, 2009, 10 years oh ago. Oh, you know what? I think I knew that because you know how people were doing their like a decade in growth. I saw someone make a joke oh. about the minimum wage. How, like, going into this decade, going out of this decade, haven't changed. Yeah. Yeah, that's not cute. But housing costs have, uh, you know, blown yeah. up. We have 
over a trillion dollars in student debt in our country. Mm-hmm. And then, and then so, the thing is, like, so this all comes back to, like, how we're the entitled ones because we're, like, the socialist generation and we want all these handouts, <laughs> yet we look at these older generations who, if they didn't have handouts or if they didn't have, like, the structural support they would be in the same spot. Like, as you already said, like the cost of college, the cost of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, housing. Um, I heard a story so long ago and it always sticks with me how during world war two, there were um, federal and state funded daycares because all the men went off to the war or many men went off to the war and then many women had to go into the workforce. Um, And so somebody had to watch the kids. And so um, they had all these federally funded um, government funded daycares. Hmm. Yeah. And like, no one talks about that. Like no one says the greatest generation got a big fat handout. I mean, but here's our generation looking like a bunch right. of dummies in, like, the longest, never-ending war. <laughs> yeah, it literally started, like, 19 years we're ago. Just, we're just slackers who want handouts, and we want, we want socialism. And then the people yelling at us about that are, yeah, getting Social Security, and which can never pay for itself, and Medicare, and... Yeah. Well, and speaking of Social Security, so I want to talk about that for a minute. For you too. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So I don't know a single um, person within 10 years of me that believes that they will ever see the money that they pay into Social Security one day. Oh, no, not at all. And that is, yeah. So that's money that I've paid ever since I started getting a paycheck, which was, you know, years ago at this Back point. Back that blockbuster. Was that your first job? <laughs> it was my first nice. job, yeah. Besides, like, doing small stuff at my dad's office yeah. or something. That was uh, your, yeah, blockbuster. That was your first corporate job. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, rest in peace, blockbuster. Oh, yeah, out. that was my first one. And I made minimum wage, which was, like, five fifteen back then. Yeah. <laughs> um... I, uh, what was I talking about? You've been paying into social security, but we're never going to see it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, for our generation that has, like I just said, over a trillion dollars in student debt, yeah. that money is taken out of my check anyway. I never see it. Yeah. Why can I not have the option to attribute that money that I never see anyway to my student debt? Because instead of social security. Yeah. If you think about it as like, it's basically going to the same pot because it's going to the federal government either way. Right. Right. But it goes to something that I actually (laughs) need to pay for. And if I were to ever default on my student loans, my social security would be garnished mm-hmm. for the purpose of those loans. Isn't it you can't, if you declare bankruptcy, 
like you still have to pay your student loans. Yes. It doesn't go away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I think we would all be uh, bankrupt yeah. at this point. <laughs> and then um, Ashlyn and I were just discussing because she read an article about like, you know, the 90% of student loan forgiveness um, plans that are being denied because yeah. we just hit the 10 year mark. Mm-hmm. And all these people who took these jobs that didn't pay as much because they were told if you did public service, you would get your loans erased after 10 years. They made less. They still paid 120 payments to their loans. And then that's just like oh. Betsy DeVos is like, JK. Yeah. Yeah, I read something the other day that said like 1% of the applications were accepted. Yeah. And, like, just think about, like, and for a minute, I was trying to, I mean, not anymore. I don't think my new job falls into the category. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, my last one did, and that's why I was trying to, like, make it work. So I was like, if I can do this for 10 years, then maybe. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, no, I just need to go make as much money as I can so I can pay off my student loans, I guess. Yeah. I mean, because I tried to kind of do the same thing. I was working for universities for the first, like, five years of my mm-hmm. career. And and there was just, I mean, <laughs> finding out that, oh, yeah, this is kind of like a just kidding. Like, we're not really going to do that. Yeah. Like, screw that. I'm going to go into private practice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've had, a, we've had a lot of talks about about that. How we like are like screw it, just we'll we'll give in we'll give in to the boomer energy. Just give us the the most fancy job with the fanciest paycheck you possibly can. Right. I mean, I kind of hate that about myself. Oh but yeah, like, it's the worst. At the same time, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I don't want to be. I shouldn't be approaching my mid thirties and barely able to cover my bills because. If anybody should be able to, like, it's me. Yeah. Like, on paper, you, you should be the one who can. Exactly. I, and I don't say that pridefully, but it's just, I mean, what's the stigma for an attorney, right? They, they make a lot of money, whatever. Mm-hmm. We go and we take on all this extra debt. I would include, um, like, doctors in that, too. Yep. Because it's okay that it's expensive because we're going to make more when we get out and pay it back faster. Right. And, you know, I graduated from college in 2008. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so literally, like, when the recession happened and was just, like, praying that by the time I graduated law school that it will have recovered. And it just didn't. Yeah. Like, there were just no jobs. And I think about the people I graduated with that went, took the bar, passed it, and now don't work in the legal field mm-hmm. because they're just, there weren't any jobs and they found a job elsewhere and just that's become their career because that's where they have the experience. Yeah. I saw an article too, that was about being underemployed. Um, and th- mm-hmm. this one focused on people with a bachelor's who got out of college, couldn't use their bachelor's for whatever, which is kind of ironic too. Like the fact that like all these jobs, like 70% of these jobs require bachelor's, but then like, trying to get an entry-level job with just a bachelor's is, like, laughable now. Yeah. And so 
all these people end up <laughs> underemployed and then just stay in that because like they don't know what else to do. Yeah. And so not so we're like the generation of not being like unemployed but we're just underemployed and then we're just like sad. So what's going to happen when the boomer generation who's approaching that time when like the older boomers are starting to pass away. Mm-hmm. And so we are approaching this time where we're having this massive elderly population that are going to be, you know, finally passing away. And then there's going to be these vacancies. (laughs) Finally. So there's going to be these vacancies in these jobs that they didn't initially give up because 2008 happened and their 401k plummeted. So they've been having to save their retirement. Which means those jobs weren't there for our generation. And like you were saying, we're underemployed. Mm -hmm. Um, So then comes a time when there are like massive retirements. Mm -hmm. Because this whole population is too old to work. And who's going to have the experience to take their place, first of all? But also these people are going to be leaving homes, real estate all those uh, tangible assets that you and I aren't going to be able to afford. Mm-hmm. So then what happens to the housing market, the bubble burst yeah. and the, and the, the value plummets because nobody can afford it. Yeah. I've also heard there's supposed if to be a recession some... like sometime this year because of, yeah, they were saying, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I heard it was due Um, to the student loans and like related to what you're saying Um, like just the people who have money at the top hoarding it and those of us who are just like getting by um, you know just spending what we can but not being like spendy spendy yeah not like generations before could right the, the baby boomers will be the first generation to make more than the generation before them and after them. Yeah. Uh, which is astounding. But yeah, the, the recession that you're talking about, because I, I read some stuff about that too. And what happened recently is something called an inverted bond yield curve. That sounds hot. Yeah. So what happens is normally um, like the interest rates on like a short-term bond or a long-term bond for a long-term bond um the interest rates are higher because they uh you know if you're investing in a long-term bond you expect to see more over that period of time right if it's a 20-year bond well what happens in an inverted yield curve is when the interest rates for a short-term bond are higher than the long-term bond Mm -hmm. And that happened, it, it happens before all of our recessions. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so what that actually means is that economists are saying we have, we have more confidence in the short-term economy than the long-term. Hmm. And so that always causes some instability with people because they're like, wait, what? Like, you're supposed to keep growing. Right. That's what the economy is supposed to do. Uh, and so it always causes some fear I think there especially in a generation like the boomers where okay so they were born post-world war ii 
Mm-hmm. The U.S. was the only country in the world that made money off of World War II. It sounds like the American and, thing to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we It was just like this time of prosperity, right? All through those following decades. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really see any financial issues until, like, I mean, dot-com um, bubble burst, like, early 2000s, maybe, I think that was right around 2000, which was a little bobble, but then 2008 was, like, the real deal, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it they was, went... Yeah, it was around 2000, because I remember um, my brother was in college, because I remember there was, like, some concern about, like, his college account being affected by the recession and then it was like jk Mm. that's nothing here comes 2008 (laughs) well and that just goes to show like how little um that you know our parents generation had experience with difficult financial like climates Mm -hmm. you know and this also of course isn't to say that they had it like super easy like they were just like coasting through everything Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they also had, like, a lot of, you know, help with their bootstraps that a lot of people in our generation just don't have. So, what do you mean by help with their bootstraps? Well, you know, the joke is, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which people right. say, like, they rec- really mean it. But the joke is, like, when that phrase was made, it was an insult to people saying that like you can do stuff by yourself it was like mocking people saying like oh be a self-sufficient person and you can like accomplish this all by yourself when like and honestly you can't like you literally can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah okay yeah i see that yeah that's funny i never knew that that was kind of the origin Mm -hmm. of that yeah so that's the joke. Whenever someone's like, pull yourself by your bootstraps. Like, you, phys- you can't. You physically can't. Have you tried it? Have you ever put on your boots and tried to pull yourself up by your bootstraps? Because you can't. Can't be done. Can't be done. I-, I guess I never really thought about it. Yeah. And that's kind of, I guess that like goes into with like our whole American culture of like, you know, be this individual and and accomplish everything on your own. But like at the end of the day, like, you can't actually accomplish anything just on your own. There are so many things in place for you to actually accomplish Mm -hmm. things. Like, you know, if you're, if you're a shipping company, there's road, like, there's roads and police and fire and all these things that are supplied for us. And then, you know, like, generational wealth and and generational inheritance, like, the fact that you and I were, um, you know, supplied a lot of things for, like, education and, um, you know, getting help from our parents and stuff. So, like, this idea of, like, a self-made man is just a joke because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not possible. You can't – Jeff Bezos didn't, like th- – that's the thing, too. Like, there's no – no one earns a billion dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. He didn't work – he didn't work a billion times harder right. than you and I. Yeah. He wasn't making minimum wage for whatever a billion divided by 7.25 is. Mm-mm. yeah that's fine yeah that myth that if you just work hard like you'll be successful yeah because so many people like work hard and that's mm-hmm. what makes me like so sad and I feel like I've had to like work through a lot 
for myself because this idea of if you work hard, you'll make money, you'll be successful, you'll live a good life. Mm-hmm. But like we have worked hard and people probably work harder than me every people do work harder than me every day I can just say that with confidence (laughs) I mean maybe (laughs) but but people work harder than me every day who are not as well off and will never be as well off like the joke is like oh are we gonna raise the minimum wage to $15 you think somebody flipping burgers should make more than someone who like drives or should make the same as someone who like works on an ambulance no they should both be able to survive yeah (laughs) like no one's saying that like working at a mcdonald's is equivalent to working at like you know working on an ambulance but also i've seen how people treat people who work at mcdonald's and honestly they should be making more because it's (laughs) gross um but yeah people work hard every day and they will never be able to change their socioeconomic status because that's not the point like the idea that if you work hard and you'll make money and you'll make a better life for yourself, it's not real. And it, that redirection from like the ultra rich that, because I, I guess I, I go back to like these people that hear that whatever candidate wants to tax really, you know, tax billionaires like out the wazoo. Yes. And they make like $65,000 and they're like, oh no, this is my money. And it's like, yeah. well, they're not talking about you. That's why I keep telling First random people on the internet, like you're literally never going to make $50 million a year. So you don't have to worry about yeah. that 2% tax increase from Elizabeth Warren. So you can like yeah. calm your tits because this will yeah. literally never affect you. You know how it might affect you is if she can raise taxes enough to be able to pay for Medicare. So everyone, right. so everyone can get health care. Yeah, so your kid doesn't have to, um, like, get sick or uh, you guys can uh, afford treatment whenever the fumes that you've <laughs> inhaled from whatever plant you live by. From that company that doesn't pay any taxes or something. Yeah. No, I mean, Chevron didn't pay any taxes over this past year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I never Any federal if taxes. I never see another feel good story about a kid like having a bake sale so they can pay for like their parents' cancer treatment, I'll mm-hmm. be fine. Cause that's not a feel good story. That's disgusting. Yeah, and and the idea that like, oh, this is just how capitalism works when it comes to healthcare. It's like, no, no, no. Like that's not the same thing. Uh, there's a I don't remember if it was an article or where I read it and it just stuck with me. It's like, okay, capitalism is like, do I want this $15 lamp or do I want this really nice $350 lamp? Mm -hmm. It's not, Hey, you're sick and you need this $10,000 operation or you're going to die. Like that's not (laughs) capitalism, you know? Yeah. Also like the medical world, like medicine cannot, Healthcare is the word I was looking for. Healthcare cannot exist in the same capitalistic world as lamps because it's not the same structure. I don't go to the ER and I'm like, okay, give me my options. Like, it's not like shopping in Ikea. 
(laughs) And then like oftentimes you're like dying and they're like, oh, we're going to give you this medical treatment. And then like, oh, here's the bill after. It's not the same structure, but we treat it as such. The system treats it as such. Yeah. It's, it is the myth that I I just feel like the ultra rich continue to sell that myth so that we'll continue to be mad at each other Mm -hmm. instead of pointing uh, the blame where it really belongs. Mm -hmm. The end of, oh, what's that one about the housing? Um, The long short, the long, what's that movie? I have no idea. Hold on, hold on. It's the end. It's what um, it's that movie about the housing crisis. Rachel McAdams is in it. Steve Carell is in it. Bat. I've never seen Batman's this. in it. Christian Bale or Ben Affleck. Christian or Christian Bale or <laughs> I was gonna say or the Michael Keaton. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Throw that back. George Clooney. George, it was George Clooney. Um, no, and at the end, so it's all about, like, the housing crisis and, like, how Christian Bale's character was, like, telling everyone that it was going to happen, and he started betting for it to happen. Like, he was investing in it to happen, because if it happened, he was going to make, like, he just made an ungodly amount of money. Oh, okay, yeah, so he bet a short. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. And so, at the end of it, like, you know, it's, like, how everyone has freaked out and all this stuff, and Steve Carell's character is, like, this doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter to see that this is happening because at the end of the day, like, we're going to pit minorities against each other. We're going to pit the poor against each other. So it doesn't matter what all these mm-hmm. rich people did who not one of them who did these horrible things that ruined our country saw the inside of a jail cell. None of that yeah. matters because, you know, if we can make the people at the bottom of the pile just hate each other then we'll be distracted enough to not um you know go after the people who are like hoarding wealth yeah they can get away with it again and again yeah and and another narrative that they try and sell is about the immigrant right that the immigrants are stealing our jobs Mm -hmm. blah 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 and it's like okay well um (laughs) Who, it's just like whoever from the Middle East is coming over here and getting his like engineering doctorate is not still in your fucking job. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Or like, do you want to go do the the farm work that the migrants do in California and South Texas? Like, you you want to do that? No, I didn't think so. Yeah. Do you want to be a migrant farmer? No. Okay, well then sit there and eat your pizza. <laughs> sit there and eat your pizza. <laughs> That's the energy I'm bringing into 2020. Sit there and eat your pizza. Sharon. Sharon. It used to be Karen, now it's Sharon. I changed it up. 2020, I'm, Sharon. I'm switching it up. Sharon and Karen. Well, I also... Oh, wait, do I know Sharon's? Because I've, like, made Karen jokes on my Facebook before, and I know some Karens, and they're like, um... <laughs> kind of makes it kind of makes them bad so i have to like change it up uh they're like uh could you not could you not call me out right now like i didn't do this to you i know a karen that's younger than me which like doesn't seem right um when logan and i were working 
um, with family visitations, there was a baby named Linda and it <laughs> freaked me out. And then, no, I thought Linda's were just like 45. And I would always talk about this baby Linda. And then on Kimmy Schmidt, there was a joke about a baby Linda. And I'm convinced somehow they <laughs> stole that from me. Wow. Yeah, Kimmy Schmidt stole my one good joke. Man, coming for you, Tina, Tina Fey. I'm going to call her up. Um, Tina, listen. My, um, so you know I'm I'm on Twitter. Are you? I am sometimes. <laughs> um and you know I like to I like to tweet at celebs that I like, even though like most of the time they won't see it unless it's um Jessica St. Clair who will usually give me a response. Yeah, they're good about that. Her and Lennon. Love her so- yes, they're so good. Yep. They love the fans. Ladies, if you're listening. If <laughs> we know, we know they are listening because they are currently not recording Womp It Up, so they have some time to kill. <laughs> um, but, um, so, like, um, you know, like, last week, Ashlyn Harris and uh, Allie Krieger got married, which was so beautiful. <laughs> Do you know how many, how many years I waited to see them kiss? I've waited... I mean, less years than you because you were paying attention to women's soccer when I wasn't. Yeah. Have you been waiting for 10 years? Because that's how long they've been together. Uh, no, but it's been about six. Yeah. They're so incredible. They're just hot. And Allie Krieger is, it should be illegal how pretty she is. All right. Did you know that she had like adult braces? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? If adult braces could do that, the adult brace um, industry needs to jump on that. <laughs> adult braces. Now y'all know what I'll be Googling tonight. Allie Krieger adult There's braces. There's some clips of her doing uh, interviews with them and she like can't dog ride. It's kind of funny, but oh, yeah. I'm excited yeah. about that. <laughs> um, but sometimes like we'll be talking about soccer players and stuff and my wife will be like, could you tell um, Megan Rapinoe this? And I'm like, I, I'm not actually talking to them. I'm kind of like talking at them and they don't yeah. respond. But like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell them. Uh, I'll go tell Ashlyn Harris this funny thing that you said. <laughs> <laughs> so again, Ashlyn Harris, Allie Krieger, Megan Rapinoe, if y'all are listening. <laughs> Hit us up. We're, we're big fans. Uh, have you, so have you watched the new L Word? No, I have not. With Megan Rapinoe was on one of the episodes. <gasps> I did see the episode of Madam Secretary that had um, Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger and Allie Long. What? How do I don't know about this? It was like the last episode. What were they doing? They were talking about equal pay. What? To Tia no, Leone? So. There was. Yes. <laughs> Our president, <laughs> Tia Leone. <laughs> you know what? So that's a CBS yeah. show. So I can't tell if that's trying to like make fun of Hillary Clinton or if it's trying to con- like secretly tell boomers that Hillary Clinton is okay. I feel like it's the the latter a little bit more than the former because 
I like to believe that. Well, I mean, I haven't seen the most recent se- uh, season of that show, but I my mom watches it, and so I would catch it with her. Of course, of course she does. She Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's my one. That's my one. No, it's not my one CBS show because I also like The Good Fight. Yeah, sure. I feel yeah. like every millennial is allowed to have one CBS show. See, but my CBS show is Big Brother, <laughs> which is like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the opposite of those. That's okay. I love Big Brother. I'm not even gonna lie. You're allowed. This is a safe space. Like we have a fantasy Big Brother. <laughs> okay, I might. I might make fun of that. I'd make fun of that if I knew what that No, it's meant. like fantasy football. But like, But you choose players, and if I they win... I also don't know what that yeah. means. Yes, you do. Get out of here with that. Is is Big Brother like Survivor? Because I do watch Survivor now. Sort of. Um, but like Big Brother, they're in a house, and there's okay. cameras that run live feeds 24 hours a day. And so like, oh God, you're so always on camera, like even when you sleep. Like, it's everywhere and but yeah they're like you know jockeying for power and they have and somebody goes home each week and all that yeah so it is a lot similar but okay. different in some ways too okay so it's similar but yeah. different mm-hmm. <laughs> um now i just want to talk more about ellie krieger and ashlyn harris but i feel like that should be another yeah we'll, we'll keep uh, a whole women's soccer episode coming up oh Oh, well but you know they're about to start playing um to qualify for the olympics so maybe that'll be a good time oh that will be fun fact oh because that's what i was supposed to tell ashlyn harris was that um it was one day off that their wedding anniversary from um my wife and us anniversary but good news we have the same anniversary as crystal dunn and her husband oh i like crystal dunn Oh my gosh, they are, her and her husband are a delight, and I, like, didn't know much about her husband until I was obsessively looking for information about the wedding, and he was just doing the Lord's work with those Insta stories. So I, I don't know very much about, I, he's French, right? He yeah. is French, and he's a trainer. Oh, okay. He's a soccer trainer, so, um, but he's in a different he's on a different team than crystal mm. is so they have to live apart yeah. <laughs> she seems like a really good time like she seems yeah. fun we should all hang out crystal dunn if you're listening please call <laughs> <laughs> we can hang out you know what friends. i believe if we keep making this someday someone is going to call in Someday someone will call. I I posted the call in number and no one called in. Where was it posted? It was on Facebook. Oh. I didn't because I feel like that's where most of our listeners come. Yeah, I feel like I feel like when I post about the podcast on Facebook, it censors me, and I don't know why. But that's oh. like definitely my most unpopular post. Like I'll post about like. I don't know. Like I saw a bird in the park today and that'll get like 14 <laughs> likes and then I'll post about the podcast and it's crickets. Yeah. Okay. So I actually have the same experience because I don't, yeah. I don't post so Mark Zuckerberg very often. You post more than I do. Yeah. And again, yeah. So when I do post, I usually get like a pretty decent reaction because nobody ever hears from me. 
They're like, oh, she's alive. <laughs> They're thirsty <laughs> for your content. It's usually because I say something real like emotional, pulling heartstrings, because uh, I'm good with words. You are so good with yeah. them words. But <laughs> you have so much words. <laughs> so much words. Um, but yeah, and then I'll post something about the podcast and it's like not even a single <laughs> like at all. I'm like, oh, damn. All right. Yeah. I feel like our friends who do like post like on my on the podcast feeds when I say something like when they do say comments I feel like they're like hunting us down which I do appreciate the effort everyone <laughs> but also Mark Zuckerberg S my D oh my gosh. stop censoring me <laughs> okay on the list of grievances I have with Mark Zuckerberg that's actually quite low on the list yeah but it's starting to move up turns okay, out so watch not out a great dude in 2020, I take down Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm on board for this. You know, you know why we all believe that he it was like an okay fella. Why? Is because of that fucking yeah. movie. We were like, oh, he's just like a quirky guy, who's just like who outsmarted these people. But you know what? No, he's a piece of shit. If you like watch closely at the beginning of that movie i feel like you really see who he is and it's the scene where he isn't he dating like rooney mara or something the girl with the dragon yes. tattoo mm-hmm. and she calls him and an Therese asshole from carol um oh, yes <laughs> get out of here with that um <sighs> and she because he says is like really terrible he's like you don't have to study you go to bu like how condescending is that and then she mm-hmm. says something like you're gonna think that girls don't like you because you're a nerd but really they don't like you because you're an asshole yeah <laughs> i'm like okay well yeah. like, that's kind of all you need to see really <laughs> yeah that's it that's the whole thing that's it he's an asshole and he's just sitting on all that hoarded wealth and every time he like goes up in front of congress or like some white nationalist gets a big old platform on Facebook. He's always like, whoops, sorry. And it's like, no, the whoops, sorry's yeah. are over. In 2020, whoops, a whoops, sorry will not do. Yeah. We're over whoops, sorry, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. We're done with your bullshit. <laughs> Is he a millennial? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he was in co- Facebook started when I was a freshman in college, so. Mark Zuckerberg, let's see what year he was born. Facebook. 84. Yep. So let's end up on the worst of the millennials. (laughs) Ooh, should we start that list? Worst millennials? Worst millennials? (gasps) Hashtag worst millennials. Yes, we're doing it. Mark Zuckerberg is number one. Readers, please send in your worst millennials. Readers. (laughs) Readers, listeners. (laughs) Watchers. You know, however, however you, however you choose to consume this podcast is up to you. I'm not going to tell you, you can't read our podcast. <laughs> if you believe you can, you can. We believe in freedom of choice here. <laughs> we do. So if you, if you choose, if you choose to read our podcast or listen to it or drink it. <laughs> 
We don't care. We just appreciate you being here with us. We do appreciate our listeners and the feedback that we get from you guys and the love that we feel from you guys. I still can't believe anybody listens to this thing. I can't believe any of y'all are participating (laughs) in this. And um, I love it. We have a blast doing it. We really do. We get our little friendship date every week. It's so Mm -hmm. great. Sorry about last week, everyone. I know y'all were disappointed you didn't get a Christmas episode. (laughs) I'm sure you guys were just waiting on pins and needles for our next episode. (laughs) And guess what? Here it is. Here it is. Um, So I think with that, are we we wrapping? Yeah, we can wrap up. Okay. We've hit it. We've hit. 76 minutes so we still have 40 we still have four minutes until we're at the usual time that we're done (laughs) all right well thank you for spending this time with me kat oh thank you for spending this time with me it's been a delight it's been a delight i love you bud i love you all right Bye. bye